Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. So I just wanted to share an interesting tale with you. I don't think it'll surprise you, to be honest. Mm, okay, I have no idea where you're going with this. No, you don't. First of all, hello, Tradies in Business podcast listeners. You are listening to another episode of Fucking Friday. From, from, it doesn't... Like, no, let's not talk about swearing. Anyway. Right. Tail. Hey, gang. Hey, gang. Somebody I know very closely, the builder, is <laughs> currently sits on... A few uh, federal government committees, <gasps> advisory committees. Are we are we going there? Mm. You ready? Should we really do this? Yeah, fuck it. It's On Friday the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know this goes to the public, though, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's about time they're here. Well, I'll just be in the kitchen. Right, so I'll be brave. I'll balls up. I'll stand out here and tell my tale all on my own. Thanks. No FOMO. No nothing. You don't want to be involved. All right, it's just me. Okay, listeners, so the uh, person I know very closely sits on a few federal government advisory committees. Okay, I decided to come back. Oh, I thought you would. (laughs) (laughs) And one of those committees is passing some recommendations around some legislation to do with the construction industry. Ooh, saucy. It is a bit saucy. Is this this a bit of inside information? I'm not going to tell you what it is. No, I'm not that silly. Okay. Not that silly. So what's the tale? So the tale is that they this pass legislation all the time. Okay, well, this particular bit of stuff will be organised now, but will actually take nine years to implement what? on a business level. So what they do like a ninth of it? I don't every understand year. it. I do not understand it. But what I'm telling you is that's what they are told in the committee. This will take nine years to implement on a business level, but we need to make these decisions now. So, so I yes, yes. Oh, where do I go with this? <laughs> I studied politics at university. Did you for six months of my business degree? Was uh, that just a compulsory com- component of the no, degree, or something I you chose? Chose it as an elective. So why only six months? Because I would have stabbed myself in the neck with a pair of scissors <laughs> if I'd done it any longer. Fair enough. <laughs> No, it was it was a, a, a module, right? So you could do a subject mm-hmm. um, and that ran for two terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, not two terms of government, which is about seven minutes in Australia <laughs> these days. But uh, yeah, I, I chose politics because, I don't know, I had something of an interest in how the country is run and I've always, I've always felt like there is too much um, control and social injustice and... And those sorts of things. Um, I don't know what that makes me. I think I'm. Does that make me right wing, or I, I don't know what the sides of politics are. I still find the whole sides thing confusing. I would, you know, liberal starts with an L, so I thought it'd be left, <laughs> but, but so it's actually right. Well, that's true too. But I, I don't know. I always felt, you know, how I base this. This is going to make everybody just wet themselves with laughter. Uh-huh. I like my right hand better than my left hand, so I always figured that Labor, which is how I voted and how I sympathised when I was younger, would be right. And Liberal, who I didn't like and I don't really like my left hand, would be left. The opposite is true. And so has my voting <laughs> <laughs> changed. 
changed over the years. But that's that's kind of how I sort of felt about it. Mm. That's as deep as my young knowledge of politics went. Yeah, well, without going into you know which is the the best party and all that sort of stuff, my my issue with my study of politics was actually around the system of government. So, because politics is the bullshit popularity contest with all of the pollies, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that kind of all happens. That's all the noisy bit. But what's really going on in the background is all the ministerial officers and the public service. They're the ones that actually run the country mm-hmm. and make the decisions. Mm-hmm. The, it, oh, I think big business has a bit to do with this as well, though. Well, they have an influence, but Just po- politicians influence. politicians don't make decisions. No. And that's the problem. One politician does not make a decision. <clears throat> but even collectively. Collectively, they couldn't organise a... Anyway, <laughs> go listen to the last fucking Friday for some references to that. Oh, dear. But, I mean, have a look at the state of Australia's politics. It's embarrassing. And then have a look at the state of Australia's government. Mm. And they are two very closely related and yet very separate things. Mm. And I know some people that work in the public service Uh and I'm not. I won't talk about who and how and all that sort of stuff because you know, I don't want to get anybody in in trouble. But um, if if anybody knows someone who works in the public service, particularly higher up, mm. you know, in like middle management or or any of those sort of positions, you would know that it's it's a bit broken. It's a little more than a bit broken. <laughs> and you know, our taxpayer dollars, I. I don't think they're being used very efficiently or effectively by the government, right? And yet it's the politicians that everybody gets distracted with. Mm. And we all think it's really important that we vote Labor to to create a change, you know, get rid of the bloody the coalition party because it's time for a change. You know, we need Labor in and we vote Labor in and then guess what? It's the fucking same. Yeah. And then we go, oh, Labor needs to be given the ass, you know, let's let's get One Nation or the Greens or whoever. and But they're all backhanding their votes to each other and mm. the general public don't fully understand how all that works. And in the six months that I studied it, I failed my assignment because I fucking hated the way <laughs> the system ran. And so I actually took an opposing view in the, the assertions that I was making about the system of government, I can't remember exactly what the question was I was responding to for mm-hmm. my big full semester assignment and they failed me. And they cited some bullshit crap about references and stuff, which I thought was a crock. And basically I had to tone down my anti-government <laughs> message. <laughs> of course you did. You're a uni student with an anti-government message. Hello. And resubmit. Big red target to on your back. So this is third year <laughs> business degree, right? Oh, dear. Um, and that was where my, my distaste for mm. authority and and our system that we live in mm. really started to gather momentum. So, not surprisingly, I've, I've been self-employed pretty much my whole life. Yeah. So, I just, yeah, I, I hear stuff like that nine years to implement something and it's like, what a load of crap. Why does it need to take nine years? Imagine if a business, like imagine if a corporation, who everybody loves to hate, mm. but they run for a purpose and their purpose is made very, very clear. Mm-hmm. 
is to make a profit. That's why companies exist, right? That's right. And anyone who has a problem with that needs to have a just a bit of a rethink about the way most of the world works. And, you know, you can go live in a communist or social... Actually, we live in a socialist country. But, you know, go live in a communist country and see how that rolls for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but companies are in business to make a profit. So everything they, they do is driven by profit. Of course. So if it took nine years to implement a decision in a company, mm. the CEO would get shot. You know, the management team that mm. were part of that would lose their jobs or be cut. Uh, and yet, somehow in government, that seems to be completely acceptable. And then my big question to him was, okay, what happens when this government changes? Exactly. Is it, does that decision not go out the window and now you've all got to reset and have another think about the decision because we need to do another study paper or get another study group in or let's trial it for a while in this particular part of the sector and then we'll come back and we'll do another report. It just makes absolutely no sense to me. And all of that keeps people in jobs mm. and keeps us paying more taxes. I can say, so on these particularly, there's two committees. I shouldn't reveal too much. I don't want to get no, into trouble. No. But on the two committees, he's had to fight really, really hard to stay as a small business owner because it's all big business and union. So he's had to fight incredibly hard to remain on those committees because nobody's representing small business. That that is such a common story mm. in this country. Small business is underrepresented in every part of what we do. Except the taxpayer base. Well, yes, that's true. Small to medium business owners pay more taxes uh. than the big corporations that everyone loves to hate, mm. right? And the super wealthy that some of the political parties like to point the finger at mm. and pretend that they're, you know, taking money off. It's it's the middle income earners. It's the it's the plumbers and the electricians mm-hmm. and the builders. And, you know, this is a big part of why you and I do mm-hmm. tradies in business and the trade desk is because I you know what, I'm I'm personally sick of those people getting fingered by the government. Not the politicians, but by the government. Yeah. You know, the tax department, yeah. the other regulators, the the and the the super corporates, the banking sector, which is you know what, it's not really private sector. I mean they used to be government it's not controlled private anyway. Sector. And they meet with the bloody Reserve Bank governor yes. and it's a quasi bullshit front mm. for the government to distance themselves from that, just like Telstra. Mm-hmm. another government organisation that, mm-hmm. that still runs like one. No one gives a shit about no. the service levels or anything else. There's no accountability there. So that's why we do it. Well, certainly why I do this. I, I feel like, you know, when we first had that cup of coffee at the Servo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bet you didn't know that, listeners. No. Traders in Business was, uh, was hatched over a fairly ordinary coffee at a service station. Okay, so the coffee was shit, but the conversation <laughs> left everybody in tears because it was just that, you know, those moments of clarity that you have. I'm talking to you, Warwick, but you already know this, the listeners, those moments of clarity where, where you realize that nobody is on your side in your case, where whatever it might be, that moment of clarity and you realize, oh my God, this is what I need to be doing. This is my purpose. This is what all of this other stuff has led to. That's what that cup of coffee did. And so here we are some 10 months later. Um, talking, talking about politics. shit about <laughs> politics. <laughs> Look at us saving Australia's trades. No. <laughs> we are trying. Trust me. We're having some pretty big conversations at the moment to get mm. your voice out there. 
And and uh, honestly, I'm I'm gonna drop the politics thing because it just shits me. But uh, I want to I want to talk to you, listener, about being a part of this change, right? Coxie and I are two people. We produce a podcast. Um, you know, we've got a website. We're building the trade desk, um, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh, yes, we're running a business. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's sort of a capitalist country. We are small business owners just like you. So we charge money for some of the stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we make fuck all out of this, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, yep, we that's have other discussed. We have other gigs that we do to pretty much <laughs> make an income. Like pay the bills. Um, Some of the bills. And yet, this is where we both love to spend our time. Mm. And you know, every spare moment that I have that I'm not, you know, earning an income elsewhere, I'm I'm pouring it into tradies in business because I can see that this has the potential. With the support of, of you, our listeners, our followers on Facebook and in our groups to actually pull trades together in Australia from a business sense. Absolutely. There's a lot of trade organizations doing fantastic stuff. Um, obviously, there's the unions and, and you know there's some good aspects to that as well um, as far as, you know site safety, you know work practices, some of the important stuff, in the industry, but that's all very focused on the way trades are done, mm. right? There is very, very little focus on the way trade businesses are done and the way trade businesses are treated, listened to, you know, what services they need from the government um, and from the banks and other product providers. And the more tradies actually pull together and start to talk to each other and create more of a, a singular voice the more that's going to be listened to by software companies by you know bookkeeping providers like accounting firms you know some of these other industries will start to sit up and go holy shit this is a big bunch of people mm-hmm. um, but while we're all running around being you know s- sort of insular in our trades it's not going to happen because there's not enough of you to actually make a voice and make a difference. That's so, right. We need a collective voice. So that is the number one thing that we want to have happen. Wow, that was a bit of a soapbox, wasn't it? Really was. Um, but but I really am. I'm reaching out to you as our listener. Um, you're probably one of three people listening to this episode. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, four. <laughs> uh, but, you know, get on board. Um, join the conversation in the Facebook group. Don't just sit back and watch. You know, you've got to do something about your future and your kids' future. And and we want to give you a voice. So, you know, we can't do this on our own. No. Anyway. Well, we're trying. Yeah. But no one's listening yet, so we need your help. You know, there's there's some people starting to notice Tradies in Business, mm-hmm. the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting approached a lot more by other companies that can see what we're doing. And the feedback we're getting is very, very encouraging. So, um, we want you to be a part of it. Now, you know, I'll make no bones about the fact that as I said before, you know, we need to make some money to keep this going. Mm. And the way that we're doing that is through the Tradies in Business Trade Desk. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think we've made it an absolute no-brainer and that the value proposition is fantastic and we've done that on purpose. So, Coxie and I have put a shitload of work into the materials that we're constantly loading into the Trade Desk with video training, sharing out, you know, 20-plus years of experience in business, um, we've got templates and scripts and stuff you can download and start using straight away. 
So there's no locks or anything on those once you join. Uh, we do a fortnightly Facebook Live Q&A, so you get live access to myself and Coxie. You can post your questions beforehand and get them answered. There's other epic tradespeople in, our, in that group, in the Trade Desk uh, membership area, that are doing really good stuff out there in the industry. Um, you know, there's some there's some guys and girls in there that are literally voices for the industry. Mm. They're on television and doing all sorts of cool stuff. They're Trade Desk members. Um, and so you get access to them as well as your peers. And we've got some really cool partners that are coming on board that are aligned with our vision and our purpose behind all of this um, that are giving extra value to our members. So um, if you register before the 2nd of April... Which is, Which is next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So you don't have much time. Nope. Head over to the website, click the Trade Desk button, find the link there, and register. You will get your first two months for just two bucks. That's like stupidly cheap. Um, you can quit after that if you want. Mm-hmm. So you can pay you two bucks, steal all our shit, and then go. But we know you're good tradies, so you probably stick <laughs> around for a while. Probably after the third month. (laughs) (laughs) Um, After that, it's just 49 bucks a month and you get all that stuff that we talked about. But if you register before the 2nd of April, we'll also throw your name in the hat and we're going to draw out one tradie in business who's going to get a full 12 months access to the trade desk, which is worth nearly 500 bucks. Um, And all you have to do is uh, pop your name and email address in there and you're in. That's quite a monologue there, was. I'm on a roll. And it's actually tipping down rain outside. It's storming. Which is thunder. fabulous. The dog can get out of the rain, can't he? Because my washing is still on the line. Mm. Oh, well. Good thing there wasn't too much. Mm. Anywho, yes, that was a bit of a dialogue. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of <laughs> took over the microphone. It was like a race call. Never and done And they're coming down the back straight. And 25 to go. And it's... Yeah. So, uh, uh, give us Here a hand. again. Give us a hand, listeners. Yes. Get, get on board. We need you. Come join us in the group. Come and have a chat. Tell us what you think. Is it storming where you are? That would make it even more exciting. <laughs> yes. Are you getting any rain? <laughs> yes. Finally in Australia. Oh, it's ridiculous. They, they have been teaching that Australia is the driest continent, continent on earth for a long, long time. It's very bloody dry. It just happens to be really dry at the moment. And it's really hot this week. It's been so hot. The, all the dry weather is actually really good for the trades. Yes, it is. That's a good point. Except the lawnmower men Mm -hmm. and women. Sorry, landscapers. Yeah, landscapers would be doing it tough. Mm. But everyone else is loving it. Yes, that said, I don't think the trades are doing particularly well right now at all. Mm. That would take us straight back to politics. Mm. Mm. Well, government has a big part to play in that, don't they? Well, I just think the uncertainty is making spending dry up somewhat as Mm. we wait for the coming election. Yeah, and it, it frustrates me and it makes me really sad that people think a change of government will actually change anything. Well, it should really, shouldn't it? It doesn't. The system's busted. I agree. But the point of their fear is that once upon a time it did change things. It used to. And we've had some we've had some fantastic leaders in this mm. country. And whichever side of politics you're on, there's been leaders from Liberal, from Labor. Mm-hmm. That's probably it. Uh, you know, we've had the Keatings and the Hawks and mm. the Howards. And, you know, there's been all sorts of scandal and stuff. But not... Not the piss weak shit that's going on now. No, it's quite pathetic. And it's, yeah. There's no, no strength. I'm, going, I'm bound to get ranty, but I won't. Yeah. Anyway. So I reckon we should, like, band together, get all the tradies in business together. We could start a political party. Bingo. Tradies in business, political party. Tradies in business, Australia. We've even got a name. 
and, just need and a I reckon Clive Nicole is the right person to run for <laughs> parliament. <laughs> they wouldn't stand me in there. No, I couldn't. I couldn't go into the the lion's den. I couldn't do it. I, uh, I've seen people change. Yeah, I think it would change you. I really do. I don't. I think it would be very hard to remain true to who you are and what you believe. And I think you'd have more of an impact as a non-government organisation lobbying Correct. for change mm-hmm. and using using our collective might economically oh. to actually um, get policy shifted by the public service, not by the politicians, right? Right. So this is our um, plan, five-year plan. War cry. This is what we're doing. We're going to start a non-for-profit. Battle we're plans. Going to Go out there and slay the dragon. Yeah, a lobby group. <sighs> Tradies in Business Australia. It's a bit right-wing, isn't it? What do you think? A bit right-wing. Do you think it's got right-wing. legs, listeners? Give us your thoughts. Hit the Facebook page, Tradies in Business. Uh, this is Was and Nick from Tradies in Business. Australia, the non-political <laughs> political party. And, uh, and yeah, make sure you check out the Trade Desk. Um, we do appreciate having you listen to us on a regular basis, wherever you are. And we love to get feedback. We don't get as much as you think we do. So please send us your messages, um, send us your questions, and um, just let us know you're out there. Hello. Yes, please. Hello. <laughs> Anybody out there? <laughs> All right. I've had enough. Talk to you soon. Hooray. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business, and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.